Hello and welcome to a new episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr, where we talk about the art and culture of running an independent record label. Today, I want to talk about the four personalities of record label owners. Now, I'm going to put the notes. We're going to go through a lot. And we've got four. There Maybe there's more, but I've kind of honed in on four. You can let me know if I missed one. I'm going to put the notes from today's episode. It'll go out in our newsletter, of course, and also at otherrecordlabels.com slash four types. The number four types, T-Y-P-E-S, four types, otherrecordlabels.com slash four types. So what's the purpose of today's episode? I think it's good to acknowledge our motivations for starting or owning a record label. There's good evidence that says when you understand your why, you'll be better positioned to figure out your how. That's why I've done episodes on your unfair advantage or your label's niche. It's because when we can't really understand and define the motivations behind our business. That's why I've done episodes on your unfair advantage or your record label's niche. It's because when we can really understand and define the motivations behind our business, it helps us be more intentional with what we sell, what we prom- who we promote to, what events we do. More importantly though, it shows us what not to do. So many of us just copy the major label models or the models by other indie labels we like. Or worse, even, we copy other online businesses thinking their models are relevant to what we do. Record labels are essentially, uh, record labels are an essential component of the music industry, providing a range of services to artists and fans. And the motivations and personalities of, of their owners can play a significant role in shaping the label's overall approach. I've thought about this and I've narrowed it down to four distinct types of record label owner personalities, uh, the passion project, the entrepreneur, the artist, and the philanthropist. Okay, here we go. Uh, each one of these personalities brings a unique set of skills, values, and motivations to their label, which can have a profound impact on the music they produce and the way they operate. Number one, the passion project. And I want you to kind of listen to find out maybe where you fall here. Number one, the passion project. So the passion project is a record label that is founded on a deep love and appreciation for music. Owners of these labels often have a strong emotional attachment to a particular genre or style or even format of music, and they seek to support artists who share that passion. They're less concerned with making a profit and more focused on promoting and preserving the music they love. Or in some cases, this is how this is how I like to think of it. They're rich <laughs> or retired or both, uh, or they're just comfortable in life, you know, and they want to give their life meaning. Don't get distracted by the words rich and retired. In some cases, they're label owners who just have a full-time job in another industry, and they need their record label as like a life-giving project to feel connected to something that they care about. The passion project label owner may not have extensive business experience, but they make up for it with their passion and commitment to their artists. They tend to be hands-on with the creative process, working closely with their artists to develop and produce their music. They often provide their artists with greater creative control and may prioritize artistic integrity over commercial success. The pros of these passion project label owners are that they're not guided by money. They can go into crazy into a crazy project with with financial loss being the most likely outcome, and that's okay. Their return uh, and their or their reward comes in other forms. 
But the cons of this type of label owner is that they run the risk of doing a disservice to their artists who aren't maybe as laissez-faire with their career because they don't have a backup plan or they don't have an alternative income source. You know what I mean? This is a beautiful arrangement, though. And I'm a big fan of this business model. And I think another pro of this model is how much emphasis is put on the art. And I think there's more chances that are taken on things like packaging or live events. In some ways, it's it's almost like a patron of the arts arrangement. And remember, we've had labels on this show over the past five years who fit into all of today's four categories. One of the first interviews I ever did was with Corey of Three Lobed Records, who is a really great at his job running a record label and is hugely respected in the music industry. But his main gig is being an attorney with no plans of stopping. Remember, another point of today's episode is to remind you that it's okay to do your label however you want. That's one of the core ethos of other record labels is you can do this in your own unique way. There are very few rules outside of how you treat artists and their art. So I hope these four categories give you permission to keep that day job or whatever. Number two is the entrepreneur. The entrepreneur is a label owner who approaches their business like any other startup. They are driven by a desire to make money and build a successful business, and they are often skilled at identifying market opportunities and developing strategies to capitalize on them. Entrepreneurial labels tend to be more focused on commercial success than artistic integrity, maybe, and they may be more likely to sign artists who believe uh, who they believe have broad appeal. They also um, are more likely to engage in aggressive marketing and promotional strategies to help their artists break into the mainstream. I've coached labels like this in the past year, and I'm, it's really interesting business model. I don't necessarily have a problem with it. I think there are some micro-type labels in super specific arenas or with super unique advantages or skill sets where it makes sense. Like a record store who is already selling records or a monthly record club who already has a mailing list of 50,000 vinyl collectors or someone who already has a half a million subscribers on YouTube on a music channel. It would be crazy not to start curating specifically for that audience or for those audiences. The pros of this model is that strong business acumen can lead to effective marketing and promotional strategies, making it easier to profit. In a lot of cases, there is some unique advantage or a leg up that you're leveraging when starting this type of record label, a distribution channel possibly, or access to manufacturing. The potential cons in this model is that there doesn't seem to be a lot of thought about the artists and their rights and their art. So if this is your model, no problem. But what is the artist's role? And maybe take a day to write out a commitment to your artists or have some sort of policy that protects the artists. Artists will be drawn to you because of your business acumen and the dream of making money in music. So there, this is a really dangerous business model when it comes to managing artists' uh, expectations. And I think labels, in a way, are coaches and protectors and advocators for artists whereas entrepreneurs are all those things, but for the business itself. So does that make sense? So that needs to be kept in mind and managed ahead of time, if this is you. 
Number three is the artist. The artist label owner is an artist themselves who has started their own label to promote their own music and that of their peers. This is me. This is my story, and this is the story of a lot of you out there. We're driven by a desire to maintain creative control over our work and to support other artists who share our vision and values. Artist-owned labels tend to be more focused on creative freedom and artistic expression than commercial success. They may prioritize experimental or avant-garde music over more mainstream styles and may be less concerned with commercial viability. The pros of this uh, type of label is that you're creating a record label that is bespoke to your art, which is super cool. So for me as an artist, I don't tour, I don't do social media very well. I prioritize releases and being prolific as a writer and as a producer. And so my label doesn't do some of the things that other labels to do, uh, other labels do, which is okay. You might be the same way with your digital only label or with your vinyl only label. These types of labels have a deep understanding of the creative process and commitment to artistic integrity can lead to more authentic and artist-driven um, releases and a label. There's more of a chance that these type of labels have a cohesive sonic aesthetic because the artist who runs a label will likely work with peers or other bands that they play with on a regular basis. Here are the cons of this type of label, and I've lived it. Much like the entrepreneur type, label that focuses that loses focus on the artist my label wasn't so focused on was so focused on the artist that we never thought about the business we didn't take financial chances on our releases we didn't have a legit business plan we didn't really personally invest explicitly other than sweat equity to be honest we didn't take ourselves seriously i've said this before you know this uh we didn't take ourselves seriously for a long time it was about community making art, playing music, not bad things, obviously, but the monkeys were running the zoo in this case. We were also prone to make decisions that were best for our friends and for the moment, but not necessarily for the business. Number four, finally, is the philanthropist. Now, the philanthropist label owner is motivated by a desire to give back to the community and support artists who may not otherwise have access to resources and opportunities. They may be less focused on making a profit and more interested in using their resources to promote social and cultural change. Philanthropic labels may prioritize supporting artists from marginalized communities or promoting music that raises awareness of social issues. They also are likely to commit their entire label to a charity or a social cause. Owners of philanthropic labels may not have extensive business experience, maybe, but they are often skilled at building partnerships and networks within the community, which is huge. They also may be passionate about music, about using music as a tool for social change and promoting positive social and cultural values. Let me be clear, though, about how this differs from the Passion Project. I see the Passion Project as being more of an outlet for the label owner to find fulfillment where the philanthropist is more community-minded or artist-minded. Not to say that the Passion Project label owner isn't. The Passion Project label owner is selfless to the artist and to the art, whereas the philanthropist, I think, is selfless to the cause or to the mission. The pros of this model is huge, and, and quite a few labels I've met along the way are doing this and becoming full-on official charitable organizations. The best thing I've seen with these labels is how they create a platform and a space for often marginalized groups. 
where representation is more important than mainstream appeal. And honestly, I love to see them rewarded for that because we as music fans get exposed to really interesting artists and releases because of that. But it's not all like, you know, it's not all roses here. There's actual smart business uh, sense in this model, you know, aside from like the philanthropic side, because you clearly attract a certain group of music fans, don't you? And, and they're more likely to be committed to your label by the way, uh, by way of this shared cause or mission. You're limiting your audience, potentially, that's true, but the audience you do attract will be extra committed. And that's worth it to not necessarily appeal to a wider audience pool, but to appeal to a more narrow, super dedicated pool. Again, make sure your business auto model serves the artists and their art. Don't let the cause or the mission give you permission to roll over artists. Uh, a charity can hurt people while also helping people. We've seen that before. Another con of this business model is failing to provide value to your audience. Remember, every business, even charities, need to trade something for money. Um, remember that episode of Friends where Phoebe says you can't do anything good that doesn't somehow benefit you? <laughs> yourself, I think that the fact is that people give to charities or support charitable record labels with the expectation of something in return. Is it great music? Well, hopefully, but maybe it's something deeper. A lot of times I see uh, philanthropist record, the philanthropist record label model operating the same as a record label model or operating the same as an NGO, but missing some sort of crucial component. I'm not an expert in this area. So you need to talk with labels who are charities but my point is that people trade money or donations for something in return. So make sure you can identify what that is, even if it's not something that they can touch. You know what I mean? Okay. Some of you may be thinking, what if I am some of a few of these types? Is that okay? We have the, the passion project. We have the entrepreneur. We have the artist. And we have the philanthropist. And I would like to think I maybe at times touch a little bit of all of those things, maybe some more than others, maybe two of them, maybe three of them, maybe one and a half. I think it's, I think that's obvious that a lot of us who are likely a little bit of all four, um, at the same time, this might give cause, uh, this might cause confusion of purpose. For example, if you're mostly an entrepreneur type and, and, and yet you're giving away all of your profits to charity, being super generous, that might be a little incongruent with being an entrepreneur. Or if your label is just a passion project, but you still want to make um, wise, profitable decisions, the point of this episode is to give you clarity and intentionality. And I think this is great. While record labels may all share a similar business model, the motivations and personalities of their owners can have a significant impact on the type of music they produce and the way they operate. It's been fun like to witness this incredibly diverse group of record label owners through this podcast uh, and in talking with you over email and on our coaching calls. You can get the notes from today's episode. And I'm curious if you want to reach out and let me know if this has helped or if you see yourself as one or two of these, uh, or if you're going to spend um, some time just kind of meditating on which one are you and how does that affect your how. That's what we're doing today is we're identifying our why so we can more clearly identify the how. You can get the notes from today's episode by going to otherrecordlabels.com slash four types, the number four and the word types, T-Y-P-E-S. Thanks so much for listening.